Welcome to the CareerCast podcast, where each week we bring you industry-tested resources and strategies to help you find your professional purpose and to build an evolving career. Every Friday on this show, high-performing professionals, artists, entrepreneurs and more will answer your questions on how to build yourself, gain skills and create career-pivoting experiences. Hello and welcome back to the CareerCast. This is episode 8. And before we begin, we want you to thank you for staying with us through this journey. So far, we've dived into a variety of alternative career options and spoken to people who forged their own path in a couple of very exciting fields. And this week, we're going to be pursuing something even more unique, or perhaps something very common, as you might think of it, Bollywood. When you think of cinema, I'm sure you assume actors, singers, directors... These are the people that make the industry, right? But there's a lot more than just them. Each and every film, TV show or special that you might watch involves thousands of cast and crew members, from lighting and wiring to makeup and costumes. It's really a team effort like no other. And today, we're going to speak to someone who's just a small part of that very large and extensive team. Our guest today is Swaroop Narayan, another former classmate of ours from Christ University. Swaroop has created his own path in the cinema industry by working as an assistant director. It is quite an interesting and unique journey. So, welcome Swaroop. Hi Srivats, it's a pleasure to be here and I'm so glad you're doing this. I think uh, a lot of people need to hear all the different types of careers that exist beyond our general spectrum, especially since we were media students. Yeah, thank you Swaroop for joining us. Uh, So, just to start right off the bat, I mean, we all love movies, right? Uh, but there's a very fi- tiny fraction of people that kind of take that love and passion into making it a career. So how did you decide to channel your love of cinema into a career? Uh, I think I've spoken about this whenever people have asked me. I think uh, if I should go really go into detail, I think the first movie I remember when I saw in the theatres was uh, Spider-Man. And I think that's where it started. But where it really grew into something else was when I first saw this movie called A Clockwork Orange by Stanley Kubrick. And uh, from then on, uh, a, a fire was really ignited in me of something that already existed before, but something ignited in me. And from then on, the journey started. Uh, I started off as a theater, someone who was interested in theater and acting. And my initial dreams were to become an actor. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. things changed in time and uh, I chose this path instead. Uh, I am uh, primarily a director. Mm-hmm. I That's- hope that answers this question. Somewhat. I mean, it does. Yeah, right. You, you've spoken about your love for cinema and that's, I think, exciting and it's very passionate. And, you know, you said that you started out in theatre as well. Uh, but, you know, I know you someone who's more than just a theatre actor or, uh, you know, someone who loves cinema. I know you got into copywriting and client servicing as well before you got into, uh, you know, your current role. So how did you find your current job and how did that past work experience kind of fit into your life plan and your career? Uh, this is quite an interesting interesting question because I think, um, so I'll, I'll start from the beginning. I think uh, the reason why I went into client servicing in the first place was because um, in my naive head at the point, uh, once college finished, I was like, okay, I want to be a filmmaker. How do I do this? I want to become a director. How do I do this? And my mind could only think of advertising mm-hmm. for the time. Um, so I immediately thought that me getting into client servicing would somehow get me the contacts necessary for me to dip into that world, which Mm -hmm. can be true. I think that's a pathway that exists as well. 
um but yeah right after college i think i interned in my second year as in in an ad, ad firm as well right and uh, i think so i had some training of sorts and i went down that path it was a good path it wasn't too bad except it really wasn't my path now coming to copywriting uh, now when i was in client servicing i did transition into a copywriter because i figured there was a lot of lack in creativity that i was facing while i was in client servicing and that need was sort of getting served by doing copywriting mm-hmm. but there's still something lacking because obviously as a filmmaker if you're not making films there's something severely lacking in no matter what you do right um and and in that sense i think uh, one of the great things that i could spot between say client servicing and say being an assistant director is that uh, both of them are primarily managerial roles so in that sense when i did do client servicing and then i did become an ad at a later point in time i could see that parallel and how being a client servicing person helped me in that sense except being client servicing was much more hectic because i didn't have any love for it so uh, another factor that i just like to add is in case you were wondering that this is a unconventional stream if anybody was wondering that this is an unconventional stream your it is true half true because <laughs> everything else that happens is like corporate there mm-hmm. is a hierarchy there is a structure to it there is people you have to answer to it is not a flat structure people in bangalore who are working in startups will die working okay. <laughs> the thing because there are a lot of unsaid rules and ethics and uh, decorum that are that exists that you can't really get around right. unless you've practiced and been there long enough in order to change it right let's just focus now on that gig nature of the economy because uh, when you were in client servicing uh, or you know in marketing and advertising and all these fields you're kind of contracted on a yearly basis or whatever it is you have continuous source of income but in what you do currently it's a very gig based job where it's not Absolutely. fixed right your income is not fixed so how does that play into you know your decision to do this and how do you reason and say that you know this is still something worth doing despite not having the security of income <laughs> i this is a tricky question to answer because uh, i honestly don't know yet i'm figuring it out myself uh, but yeah you're right when i was in uh, client servicing it was money wasn't an issue it was still there in fact it lasted me quite a bit into like savings wise for me to propel start my career as an ad similarly when i was work, working as a copywriter at swiggy that also helped me quite a bit in terms of financial stability uh because if i'm being completely honest uh net value of what i've earned as an ad is zero hmm um i've lost about i mean i wouldn't say lost but my the costs that have been incurred by me in my journey so far have been about 1 and 1/2 lakhs probably 1 1 1/2 lakhs easily and uh there that is no joke to be honest so um in that sense to answer your question you do pick up because i have seen people pick up eventually mm-hmm. and you do get paid the thing is it's a very um what do you call it exponential curve right your initial initial things are really low but uh, when things pick up they really pick up but um uh, in terms of financial management that is something i'm still learning and i think a lot of people do gigs on gigs on gigs just to keep themselves stable mm-hmm. and that's one way to go about it i think a lot of financial management has to be planned out in case you are anybody is thinking of taking this route up 
right okay um so yeah clearly you're saying that there is there is a drawback to this kind of a career right absolutely it's, absolutely it, it's not something one should take lightly um but uh, there are there are people who i know who do a lot of things to keep themselves um uh, sort of you know have some money in hand mm-hmm. any types of extra gigs cuz uh, when i was in mumbai there used to be people who used to do voiceovers and uh small acting gigs uh some writing gigs whatever it might be that might come their way in order to get some money even i've done a couple of these myself but uh right. yeah they're not really sustainable but at the same time they do give some money you know for you to mm-hmm. hold on to your dream and not collapse right <laughs> yeah that is that is interesting because um, you know finding gigs is a lot easier today because we do have the internet and all of that uh, but what is your method of looking out for gigs again this is an individual story and not applicable for everybody but the thing about the industry is that um it really matter you can't first off you can never really take anybody's word mm-hmm. for anything uh secondly they have to see you you know whoever it is they have to see you in order for them to give you work and right. thirdly and most importantly um they would rather give work to somebody they know over somebody they don't know mm-hmm. you know in the, in the simple sense that say i've had so many people approach me asking me for ad jobs right but i am at loss cuz where am i going to help you out like with ad jobs when i myself am searching right if i do come across something and i'm working on another project i do pass it along right but in that case uh the thing is if you're not in the network of sorts then nobody will really know you and if mm-hmm. nobody really knows you nobody really hires you it takes the risk of hiring you whether you're good bad however you are right and in that sense there is a circle that exists you have to really search and search and search for something but if something does land your way it 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 is quite nice and you should really go all out for it whenever it does happen and an important thing that i wish to kind of say on this podcast they people this is what people have told me is people do read your mails right sometimes they do reply to them uh and even though you might not get a reply it's often read at least you know for the most part whether they take you in whether they don't that comes with the factor of they don't know you and you don't you don't exactly belong in any network of sort that they know of mm-hmm. which is why the reason they might not hire you simply because they don't know you uh but yeah coming to the hamara gig how that happened was because i so i landed up in goa and right on the bus stop actually the right on the bus stop from mumbai i met this random person who's a screenwriting teacher in mumbai and an aspiring filmmaker obviously and he was going to this other thing called film bazaar which happens in goa as well i he just said come on like like come along basically i went to goa and then he said come along and uh, yeah at that point i ended up at the party that was going on i think there was a closing party that day i ended up there and i was trying to network myself in that situation and i found this one person abhishek gautam who is the ap at hamara movie associate producer and a wonderful chap absolutely humble sweet one of the sweetest people i've met and i met him and he's he's telling me okay cool come to my office whenever and i was like okay and i went back i still was trying here there everywhere but i said it okay fine let's just go to his office see what's up and i went there and he was like okay start working and that's what it that's how it simply started i guess a lot of, that's the thing right you need to see the person and you need to see how how their vibes are and how people are and that's right. how it kind of works that's that's a beautiful story and 
clearly like the takeaway message is you need to network and you need to be able to really connect with people be physically yeah. present in spaces uh that's a beautiful message and i think that's an important it one can, can get toxic as well because i've had people telling me that this whole networking thing also can go the other way and yeah it it does make sense right it's it's not easy but i think you know we spent two years at home and everyone assumes that now everything can be done digitally and from skype and zoom but you've clearly given us perspective that says no you need to still be out there yeah uh, so that was a valuable lesson uh just another thing that i've been asked a lot about when it comes to careers is happiness right the idea of being happy with what you're doing whether it's something you actually want to do or something that you're being forced to do because of the situation um clearly movies is something you want to do and you find yourself in a space where you're passionate about this deeply but how happy are you really pursuing this you know given the stress of the fact that you're in a gig based job and your income is not always secure are you really happy i don't know that answer to that question because it is subjective first off i basically burnt out after a point of time mm-hmm. when i was in mumbai uh which made me question a lot of things including the love i had the passion i had whether i was meant to this whether i deserved to do this and a bunch of things right if you have these moments that you love then you really need to hold on to it right because everything else is a shitstorm and you really need to be ready for that uh because your call times are bad your 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 there's absolutely zero almost zero uh at like consideration for human value on work yeah so th- there are so many moments while doing it that i still look back with awe like real awe just to give you some context to give the listeners some context i was working on this hotstar show called human and honestly it was it was freaking amazing right it was really really amazing because i i kid you not like in this distance to my laptop hmm. probably right or like to the edge of my wall probably this much i used to see an a national award winning actress actor like shefali shah perform you know right. and nothing nothing in come close to moments like that to see everything unravel to see the magic of this happening every single day despite the pain despite the anger despite the tension and stress and all of it to see all come together it's it's a thing of beauty and this comes from a love for cinema you can't really fake that mm. you know right but you do get your moments provided you catch them you know and those really matter because they're the moments that might keep you happy mm-hmm. because everything else is quite bad i'm i'm telling it here as a cautionary for everyone in 8 months except for the covid time i was there in between i really did not have a holiday mm. you know um and that does take a big toll on you all of these things right so happiness is a factor that it depends on how much how much grit and how much will you have uh, but to be really honest that answer is something that's questionable and sometimes i question it myself um but yeah it's it's just you have to be prepared for it and if it does make you happy like truly happy to such an extent that these conditions don't bother you then you are absolutely perfect for it but if not maybe you need to approach it differently mm-hmm. maybe that's what i'm considering there are many things i'm considering but maybe you need to approach it differently or maybe you know it's not meant for you you know in a, as as truthful as again because 
while the happiness can exist, it comes at a big price. And if you're ready to pay the big price, and if the big price doesn't isn't really pricey for you, then it's all it's all aces, you know. Uh huh. Right. That's yeah. that's beautifully put, uh, Swarup. And I I think you've really kind of summed up in a nutshell what working in in Bollywood is like. Because you yeah. know, from the outside, all we know of the industry is uh, what we read in the news. You know, some celebrities' uh, accident on set, or you know, the nepotism cases that have come up, and that kind of you know brings me down to my next question, where you know, we read this in the news, but you know, clearly it's very very different on the inside. So, do you see that kind of nepotism playing out, you know, to the inside with the crew as well, or is it something that kind of remains with the celebrities and the directors and those big shots? Huh. Uh, so, I have an interesting take on nepotism. Um, it it kind of points back to that you need to know the person situation mm-hmm. that I mentioned earlier. But uh, the reason why I don't have as big a problem with nepotism, I don't generally don't, is because a lot of times, right? Not I'm not saying all the time, but a lot of times I don't really have a problem with nepotism, at least in the industry that I have seen so far, because there's so much more that I haven't seen. Right, you know, uh, the set I was on was totally scandal-free. There were no controversies whatsoever. It was a clean set compared to a lot of stories that I might or might not have heard. You know, um, so in the sense of nepotism, uh, there is this one. There was a DA on my group, and she is a she is the daughter of this actor, this mm-hmm. comedy actor. So um, in that sense, she was on the group, but you could realize that. through her upbringing right she has been trained for this right whether she wishes to or not she is inherently trained for this because she's seen the industry growing up and that is the scene with nepotism right whether you like it or not they already fit in because they've already born into it you know and uh, i'm taking this particular example because it's not your glitzy glamorous part it's not the actors it's not yeah. the directors none of that it's literally a crew member you know and she loves films she really does love films you know she's not inexperienced per se but she's also she would have worked for say 2 years you know but the amount of experience that she has inculcated in her already is much greater than what i have right purely because of the fact that she's from the industry essentially right right so in in that sense i would say it's okay honestly it's not that bad you know but there's also downsides to it the pride the whatever the hotiness yeah. you know right. all of that does come into it but for the most part it kind of works you know at least from what i've seen at least from the one or two examples that i've seen right and that's that's interesting and and i think this whole conversation is certainly eye opening uh, in terms of an industry that's always clouded you know behind the star power so i oh, guess no, am i revealing the secrets shit <laughs> am i going to get in trouble <laughs> you might sorup you might who knows but anyway uh, we'll spare you from revealing any more secrets i guess you know i've at least i have taken back whatever i wanted to from this conversation so before we wrap is there anything else you want to say any advice you want to give to anyone who's probably in school or in college no one thinks can i make a career in bollywood ha uh <laughs> honestly um if you had asked me this say 5 months back i would have given you a different answer uh but i still give this answer because i think it's an experience that if you can afford to have it you should but <laughs> uh this is jumping in like you really mumbai is an ocean 
especially mumbai it's a freaking ocean and i cannot tell you how vast an ocean it is and how daunting and overwhelming it can get and how beautiful and and mesmerizing it is at the same time mm-hmm. but uh, you it, it, it's better if you jump in because you learn a lot from life that way don't be too afraid to ask people right because it's all about like i was wondering when i was recently i was on a music project that i was making for myself and um i've never worked in sales or anything of the sort right mm-hmm. but calling about calling and auditioning around 40 actors for a simple ad you know right 40 to 60 actors i think easily made me a sales person so that is <laughs> repeat the same thing and i had to ensure that to each person all of this was delivered differently right. and every time you pitch yourself for a job you're again doing sales right so i don't think this job is this job is kind of all encompassing for me at least uh, i can see relations with it in events in management in leadership in whatever however you put it there's a lot of parallels to this job that i really enjoy Mm-hmm. because there's a lot of leadership and management that you tend to learn from this and don't be afraid to sell you know right like what don't be afraid to don't inhibit yourself from talking is one thing that i like to say and uh, i think another thing which i'm still learning is observation uh an ad my first ad told me listen if someone does something on set right you might not understand it then and you can't really question it at the point Mm-hmm. nobody has the time to question it at the point yeah. right just you have to understand why that person took that decision mm-hmm. if the person because a third ad or a second ad would take a certain decision that would not make sense to you but if you keep working you'll understand why this person is done right if you just sit back and observe for a minute you'll understand why this person has taken such a decision as a lot you can learn from just observation so one of the main problems that i faced right while doing this is that again personal problem does not apply to anybody everybody else uh, is that most of the time when you're doing this job is that it is a managerial job and an operational job right but there is a creative soul inside you that kind of you know aches when you're doing this because you don't you know have that outlet and you really don't have the energy and space to express yourself that much also because it's so time consuming and so overwhelming mm-hmm. so and in this process you kind of um you kind of start wondering a lot of, about a lot of things but all i'm saying is i think you need to keep creating and you need to give that space because otherwise you at least i got really frustrated because i wasn't able to create for a while for a really long time right you know ensure that you keep creating and and keep that part of you stimulated of sorts you know i think that's one advice i like to give I think this is something that I'm learning so I'd like to share it more than anything else please uh is that I think maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm right but I think it's important to find your own voice uh as a filmmaker uh I think that should be one's priority over everything else mhm this is great I'm absolutely grateful for everything I've learned so far but I think my, the biggest question that came to me was if I am not able to find my own voice while doing this what 7 years down the line if I do get to become a director what am I actually going to di- where am I going to direct from right I can direct I'm sure I've already practiced and done quite a bit but where am I actually going to direct from am I going to direct from my soul am I going to direct from my head 
and if you direct from your head sure it'll going to happen it's just won't touch people it just won't be art i feel you know it'll be great it'll be a commercial thing it'll be probably be you will try to make art and it might be something substantial but will it really be able to touch your heart and a lot and everybody no matter what who they are knows which movie touches their heart which movie is honest and which isn't you would really be able to tell that no matter what and i think for me the right now i think the most important thing is for me to find my voice and if there is a filmmaker who is doing this and you know wishes to do bollywood please do it but also don't neglect the thing about finding your own voice if you want to plan your journey out please plan your journey out even though it will never work out that way most likely <laughs> um i think finding your own voice and learning in the learning from the industry are both amazing things but the former makes a bigger role in the latter wow okay that was that was a lot to digest <laughs> <laughs> yeah but thank you swarup that i mean that certainly was very eye opening and inspirational and uh, I mean obviously I have really yes, I would I would say it was like I mean I have no interest in Bollywood but at least I feel like a lot of what you said applies to a lot of other careers as well you know it does, like it does. there are lessons in what you've said that I can take back and apply to my career in journalism and people can apply to advertising or marketing or whatever else they're doing so it's that way yes it is extremely valuable and inspirational advice <laughs> thank you So it was, um, a, it was a pleasure to share it to be honest. And, yes, uh, and it was a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, thank, thank you, you so thank much you for joining us today. And we You're... hope all our listeners as well took back something extremely valuable from this. And uh, we hope you can join us again next week. So thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me on board. It has been a pleasure to talk about this industry and uh it's lovely to actually talk about it and give this particular thing uh, a space to be heard.